This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content from Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. And Chops. And we are doing a very special episode today. It's our Legend of Retro Last Action Podcast crossover. Spectacular! Oh yeah! Spectacular! I thought it was called the Last Action Podcast Legend of Retro. No, it was uh, three days ago. (laughs) Yeah, but this is the new thing, so deal with it. Also, on this show, we roll the R's, so it's spectacular. But I don't know how to roll my R's. That's a lot. I'm not very good at that. You can't? I thought you were going to bring Joe. Who's... Why is he here? I couldn't help it. He showed up. Yeah, we got Sphinx and LPJ here. Yes, for the uninitiated, we have introduce yourselves. The Sphinx. Oh, the, the better Sphinx. than the Sphinx, Sphinx LPJ. Mm. I don't know about that. <sighs> I was just roaming around Plymouth and I happened to fall into the studio. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's weird. my buddies. You, you had like a forty in your hand. It was so strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so. fell down a like a manhole. There's an open manhole cover. That, you know, old pizza. True. I saw Casey Jones. It's very strange. Out. True. We uh, we had some fun. So for those of you who are just tuning into this show and have never listened to the Last Action Podcast, not only are you missing out on on just a good show, uh, but you also missed out on what is technically part one of this episode. Yeah, um, this is in the Last Action Podcast verse. Yes. So. Uh, they are also part of the the Gamezilla Media Network, so you can go and check out their show. Uh, their last episode that just aired this past Monday is uh, about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990, which Chops and I were part of. And then we brought them over uh, to our house, if you will, to uh, talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for the I, NES. I'd like to say we brought them over to our sewer. Our sewer. City. Yes. I do have my pants on, so let's go. Our abandoned subway. But that's, you do smell like a sewer. great. Thanks. I, just, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. That's all right. all right. Well, but yes, we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game no, for I the have, Nintendo Entertainment I system. have a question. Yes. So we did TMNT 1, the original movie on our yeah, show, uh-huh. and we're doing Turtles 2, the arcade game on this show. Why the well, it's sequel? Weird. It's really weird because they started the franchise out with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. It's so weird. Are you sure there wasn't one yeah, game no, before No, there this? definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a first game. Definitely no. wasn't. Nope. So there uh-huh. was one other Wait, game. Don't, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we don't well, talk about actually, that. Actually, the Japanese game was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They didn't have any other subtitle or anything. So, so then what did they call we're going the first with the Teenage Japanese Mutant Ninja Turtles version? What's that? What would they call the actual first Teenage Mutant I, w- Ninja I did research on TMNT 2, so I can't tell you what they called the other oh. one. No, the idea was that we did the what was clearly in Chops and uh, Sphinx, you shut your mouths, the best Ninja Turtles movie and the best Ninja Turtles game for NES. I um, agree. I, I disagree. I didn't. I, I disagree on both fronts. Listen, I actually really like uh, Turtles, Turtles in Time. That right? Game is, yeah. Is, is, oh, yeah. Turtles in Time better. on the NES. I remember that one. Oh wait. Better. Nope. I, I know, but it's not on the <laughs> NES. So it's for our March Madness month, where we talk about all Nintendo games. Oh, I see what you did there. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Madness. Wow, you just we, picked up on that. We didn't steal that from anybody. It's late. Nope. I came up with it on my own. <laughs> this is our show, LBJ. We <laughs> oh, can't sorry. do those things. All right, focus. focus we don't have focus. pop quizzes either. Oh, so I know. I kept trying to look for the button. I couldn't find it. Thank God you don't have the button. So we're talking about, like Xander said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, mm-hmm. released in June of, of 1989 in the arcade, but then ported to the NES in 1990. 
Yep, that's correct. December of 1990. So this came out uh, about nine months later from uh, the movie release. Yeah, and it was developed and released by Konami, but published ah, by, by Ultra. Ultra. Yes. Yes, which is a subsidiary of Konami because Nintendo used to have very strict rules about their uh, their releases. You could only have uh, a company could only release five games on the NES per year. So to get around that, companies would come up with different names, and uh, Ultra was a subsidiary or a shell company of Konami. I didn't know that. Yep, mm-hmm. and that uh, pretty smart. Yeah, the last time uh, Ultra uh, released a game, I think, was in 1992, and they just because by the time the Super Nintendo came out, Nintendo was like, eh, whatever, just release as many games as you want. So. That's why you see a lot of those uh, other companies like, well, whatever happened to, obviously, like Ultra or any other companies like that, it's most likely because they didn't have to do that to get around anymore because they had so many other games. Konami had so many other games coming out around that time. They had a lot. A lot of games. But this game is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I'll, like we said, it is a is it a port of the arcade game? Um, yes, it's a beat 'em up style game. Which I know LPJ, you've played a lot of beat 'em ups. I love beat 'em up. It, it might be. My, uh, with the exception of platformers, this was probably my favorite old school platformer. Old school platformer, yes. This is probably my favorite genre, like this, Streets of Rage, games like that. What about you, Sphinx? So, with the exception, like Mario has always been my go to, which are platformers. Besides Mario and Tetris, this is definitely the game I played more on the NES than any other game. Really? Uh, Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with this game. We, we mentioned on the last Action Podcast episode how much as a kid I, I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and how you know we had the action figures and the movies and the TV shows and all that. And this was... I had both of the games, even though we're not talking about the first game. <laughs> we, I mean, um, we can mention which it. I never, just, never beat the first one. Oh, I, neither have I. Only oh. a couple times have beaten this one, actually. Did you... Uh, let me but, guess, you only got to the water stage in the first one? Uh, yeah, I, got, oh. I sometimes get a little bit further, but not, not too often. But... This was, you know, as, as a co-op game, too, this was a game that allowed me to connect with my brothers. So I, I'm the middle right. child. Um, so I've got my older brother, Tony, um, who's a couple years older than me. Like, this was kind of, you know, the game that him and I could kind of, you know, work together on and, and get that Fun. done. And I just, I do. I remember, like, late nights, you know, we would have a TV in our bedroom where our NES was, and we would just be, you know, sitting after we were supposed to be in bed, playing the game, trying to get through it. Um, and so, yeah, I have a lot of memories towards this game. So nice. I'm really happy I, I'm actually able to be on the show today. So Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Xander, when was the first time you played this game? Uh, probably around the time it came out. Um, I didn't actually own this game for a very long time, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I used to play this game like crazy. Um, I, I would play with my brother every once in a while, but for the most part it was just me rolling solo on there. Um, and it, I don't think I, as a kid i ever finished the game without using the uh the cheat code to you know, give yourself 10 lives and konami code no it wasn't the konami code i know it wasn't it was, was uh it? baba up down ba left right ba start and i've had that that memorized more so than the konami code because i would try relentlessly to get that code to work as a kid so when everybody else was like oh up up down i was like no you mean baba up down ba left right ba start yeah i i don't have that that one, one rolls off the tongue so much easier for me than <laughs> no, the actual you sure Konami code. up down down left right left right baba start yeah see baba up down ba left right ba start it just sound like we're just talking in alien I know. speak this is dumb uh <laughs> but no i could uh, slap you silly uh, I'm glad that like so you you did you buy this later you could slap me silly what? yeah i eventually actually, actually the copy that i own um uh was uh my cousins who uh passed away some years ago um and i after the whole thing, like we were just kind of like hanging out, and I was like, I saw that he had. I was like, oh man, we used to play this game all the time. And my aunt's like, well, I think you know, I remember you guys would always play Ninja Turtles, and uh, you know, I think he would want you to have it. So I got oh, my nice. copy, the you know, complete in the box with the instruction manual and the coupon for Pizza Hut, for Pizza, yep. <laughs> which is, all that stuff was right there. So, so how did we get this LPJ? Did you buy this? We never owned this game. I thought we did own this game. No, this is how we played it. This is the way I first played it. So last time I was on the show, I was talking about G.I. Joe and how I used to play it at Joey's house all the time. Oh, yeah. We borrowed, We probably borrowed this from Joe, didn't we? Well, Jody got it for Christmas the year it came out. So in December, uh-huh. right? And this game, we would play relentlessly at his house. And then just like we did with G.I. Joe, we would go and play with all of his Ninja Turtle, Turtle guys afterward. Okay. Uh, so that's where I first started playing this. 
I think we eventually got it when Sarah, when our sister bought a Nintendo. After she after we had traded in the original. That's right. At Funko Land. That's and right. And I think I've actually played this a lot at Jody's house too, because I remember going over there a few times with yeah. you. I think I played it. I never really played it with another person. I just remember playing it by myself. Um but I vividly remember also playing this in the arcade a lot. Yes. If, if there was, if it was ever in an arcade, besides being drawn to the X Men arcade game, mm-hmm. it was this game that I was drawn to. So I, I love this this game beat 'em up style. It's probably I would say probably my first beat 'em up I've ever played. Yeah, I think it's mine Me as too. well. Now we also had Hyperstone Heist for. Sega Genesis, yes. which is a very similar game, mm-hmm. and you and I used to play that a lot. We all did, the time. we did. So let me get this straight: I'm the only one here that actually had this game. No, we yeah, eventually had it. Well, yeah, all right. yeah, in our childhood, it. I'm the only one that had this game. I yeah. mean, I, yeah, all right. but I've played it a lot. We played it. At you can, you can hang your hat on that. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> with, you know, I I am not as much of a gamer as the rest of you. So you gonna I'm, give it two stars? I'm proud of that. Now, okay. Now the now the <laughs> plot of this game is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Shredder kidnaps April, and he is basically like destroying the city, and you have to fight a bunch of his baddies so you can rescue April. And he also at one point uh, takes Splinter as well. He mm-hmm. does take Splinter, um, and there is some vast difference. I would probably say vast differences between this and the arcade, wouldn't you, too, Xander? Yeah, um, and actually, it was interesting when this game got re-released on uh, Xbox Live uh, twelve years ago. Um, I played through it, uh, the arcade version, for probably the first time, and I remember thinking, like, where's the snow level? Yeah, there's... Where's the, where's the, uh, the Japanese-style, uh, like... Shogun. Yeah, the Shogun level. So there's two whole levels that were made for the NES release, mm-hmm. as well as extended parts to some of the other scenes in the game for the NES port than there was on the arcade game. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. I did know that because I looked it up. Can I just say that those two levels are my least favorite levels of this really? game as well because yeah. of how dang hard well, yeah, they like are? The, the, the avalanche like snowballs that yeah. fall down. Yeah, the snow um, asteroids that are falling yes. on your head the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the boss who looks like a bear, but I think he's supposed to be a dog. He's supposed to be a dog. Yeah. I believe his um, name is Taro. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's throwing them at you. Then a little bit later, and then that that dojo or, or ninja related shogun, shogun, shogun guy, is man, his name is that, that whole up. level is tough. I remember growing up thinking that was the uh, the villain Chrome Dome. No, and so when I was looking mm. this up and saw that there were uh, Torah um, and Shogun, yeah, Torah and Shogun, and I was like, oh, I could have sworn. And I like watched a, a speed run. I was like, oh no, that definitely is not Chrome Dome. That's <laughs> My two least favorite enemies that you have to face are in that level. I want to guess what they are. Um, I'm going to guess it's the... the uh, Biting biting metal dog things? Yep. The Mausers? Yeah, that's what they're called, Mausers. And then, uh, (laughs) let's see, what else? What else? Is it the flying spaceship ones? Yeah, I call them little flying cyclopses because they just got the one eye. Yep. Yep. Oh, those two. What are those called, Tander? Oh, I don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, oh they're like you don't have your they're knowledge. like blue and kind of hooded, and they just have like one eye, and they got like really droopy arms, mm, yeah. and they just jump and jump and jump, and you gotta you kind of gotta go after them with your own jump in order to get them. I thought you were um, gonna say the foot crazy. soldiers that like can like dodge your attacks, or maybe I'm thinking of Turtles in Time. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't remember anyone. There's one that would like yeah. hold up their hands, and it would like almost like parry, and you couldn't. No, do that, that might be that the wasn't in this one. Yeah, but. Essentially, you know, you're playing as the turtles. You get to choose between the four turtles: Raph, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Leonardo. And I don't really find too much of a difference between them. So the difference is uh, Donatello moves slower and has a longer range. Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo and Raphael are are faster, um, and their the attacks aren't as strong. Leonardo has mid range, and he's the the all around like the the most well rounded turtle, but. Obviously, the best turtle, and I can't believe we didn't bring this up on Last Action Podcast. Is Leonardo, we, I, is I was going to bring is, it up, too. Is, is Leonardo. Is, is Donatello. No, it's it, Leonardo. It's Raphael. Oh, well, I mean, by voting standards Yeah, by here, voting, yeah. Yeah, you have one for Leonardo, Leonardo. you have one for Raphael. We have, well, you two have for two Donatello. for Donatello, so Donatello wins. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Or Donatello needs more help. No. Donatello no. was my second one, but... Okay, so then he wins, Raphael for sure. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. One. We'll just move on. Um... <laughs> Thought we were gonna have more of a conversation, but I guess not. No. All right, uh, fair enough. Donatello was the best. Okay, fine. Let, let's let's 
let's take this seriously. I want you, let's rank LPJ, the <laughs> to give a case on why Leonardo is the best. He has swords. They stab people. All right. So Counterpoint. Size. Do you ever see him stab and cut people with those swords in the it's movie? It's a kid show, of course not. No, in the cartoon. Cut Shredder no? okay, in the first all right, movie. Hmm, all right, uh, uh, Sphinx. Why do you think Raph is the best one? Because he kind of like he does what he wants. You know, he's got attitude. He's his own man. He is his own man. His own turtle, I guess. Yeah, I relate to that a lot. Yeah, real so. jerk. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Xander. <laughs> mm-hmm. What What's your reasoning for why Donatello is the best? Uh, my personal reason for why Donatello is the best is he has the uh, the funniest lines in the movie. I was oh, like, okay. I always appreciated that. But he's got the the best weapon. I think a bow staff is yep. is one of the coolest. And and uh, just in terms of like how you can be like with use it with flair, like all the 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 twists and everything. Yeah, oh, like sure, a lot but, of buttons on your shirt. What's that? Like a lot of buttons on your shirt. Yeah, flare. like a lot of like at least forty three pieces of flair. Sure. Um. I also purple's my favorite color. Yeah, that's my point. Purple. That's why he's my favorite because of the color purple. He's smart. He not the movie. Not the movie. Knew you were gonna go down that route, LBJ. Well, he pointed me. I that's definitely a Sphinx that. thing. Anyways, but now we've we've decided it is in stone. Donatello is the best mm, Ninja Turtle. I wouldn't go that far. Now this game, along with being having extended scenes. They also changed some of the boss orders. Did you guys see that about mm-hmm. that? I did. They removed Bebop and Rocksteady. As a duo. As a duo, separated them out, and then put in one of my favorite characters. Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. As, like, fly Baxter yeah, Stockman. Yeah, as the fly. I think, I don't know why he's my fa- one of my favorite ones, just maybe because he turns into a fly. Uh, like, it's the same thing why I really like the lizard in Spider-Man. It's the, it's the scientist that turns into this beast. I guess it's the same thing why I like the Hulk. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, following <laughs> you just, these tropes. You just suddenly had an Wow, <laughs> I did. I did. Did you see it in my face? Chest just broke the code right wow, here. Oh, man. I just like thing people that turn into things, I guess. <laughs> Weird. Who's your favorite uh, Ninja Turtles villain, LPJ? My favorite Ninja Turtles villain... I mean, Krang is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> I like, in the Krang game, so in great. the game when you beat him. I'm invincible. He just is invincible and runs away. What a jerk. <laughs> He's what was wrong. the name of the thing that he's in? It has a name, doesn't it? His body? I think it's just I robot. So. Just, is it just robot? I thought I always thought it had a name. I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Oh, right. Just robot body. What's, okay. what's your favorite? LP, or, uh, Sphinx, sorry. Um, Mine's got to be Rocksteady. He's really? Cool. Why? That's a cool name, and he's a rhinoceros, which I said that really <laughs> weird. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Wait a minute. You well, said on. something I was weird. Say, Sphinx said something weird. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, strange. Uh, is it because you wish you could wear a leather jacket as good as he? <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. <laughs> and and the and the camouflage and the camouflage pants. There. You, well, you don't see his legs in the game at all. No, uh, you don't. <laughs> just floating. <laughs> they always strange. seem to just kind of come in and out. Oh man. Focus. Xander, what's your favorite? I've always really liked Leatherhead. Leatherhead, who's that? He's the alligator. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's not in this game, though. I know, but, but he's, I he's, didn't he's ask in, you. Oh, no, no, he's in, he's he's in, in Hyperstone Heist. He's in Hyperstone Heist and, and Turtles in Time. I, I know, but I, I didn't ask you what your favorite villain in this game was. I'm no, just... I know. I know you didn't. But he's, yeah, he's a he's a really good one. But the... Is it a cop-out to just say Shredder? No. Shredder's, Shredder's, Shredder's red, man. Shredder's, right? Shredder's really cool in this yeah. game. He's regular Shredder solid. or Super Shredder? Ooh. Ooh. I'm a fan of Super Shredder because he turns into I like regular Shredder. <laughs> I think I... <laughs> We've established that. I like regular Shredder because Super Shredder more or less kills himself. Yeah. I agree. He knocks uh, down a couple pillars and falls <laughs> into water and he's done. Yeah, he's also yeah, he's just a dumb brute. Regular Shredder kind of does the same thing. That's true. Well, he just falls off a building and then gets smashed by a garbage truck. Anyway. Now they did they they added Tora and Shogun as new characters in specifically this game for this game yes for, for the release of toys. <laughs> I don't think they had toys actually. I don't think there was a Shogun or a Tora action figure. I don't know they if they didn't. didn't. I thought they did because I remember having. I feel a, like I had the bear, a, a bear guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a, a dirt bag who was like a like an <laughs> opossum. <laughs> wait, wait, there was no. a bad guy no, on the Ninja Turtles called Dirtbag. I'm pretty them. sure they released these so that they could make new characters for toys. Because let's be honest, all games that were based on cartoons of the time were so that they could make money with the toys. Oh, you mean GI Joe? GI Joe. Oh, you mean Transformers? Yeah. It was that was the gimmick. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. You just keep going. You look it up. Okay. So the first stage you start out, it's in like an apartment building on fire. 
Yeah, it's April's yeah. apartment. It's apartment. Building, right? It's a. It's got a lot of elevators in it, which is really it weird. And then um, just weird stairwells. Um, and then you get to her actual apartment, and she gets kidnapped by Shredder after you beat up your main me, your main man, Rocksteady. Rocksteady, who is a what? Rhinoceros. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Um. Which he's a relatively easy boss to beat. You just got to keep, you know, actually with a lot of the bosses, you just got to lock him in the corner. You got to lock him in the corner or you can do like a jump kick and you always got to go after like their feet because then like their guns and weapons like can't get you. So you can do you can do that. Yeah, all the if time you too. if you time it right, you can yep. basically it's in common terms like gaming terms like stun locking. It's called right. where you're able to damage the boss, and at the end of their iframes, which is their invincibility frames, you're able to hit them again in the first available frame, mm-hmm. and it basically prevents them from attacking. Now, in a lot of the beat 'em up games, they kind of force, and I know in like Hyperstone Heist and Turtles of Time, they just force attacks. Yes, they they kind of got rid of that and moved away from that to make it a little bit more difficult. Where you just basically you you're gonna get hit regardless of what you're doing in their iframes. Um, but in this game, you could kind of just trap them in a corner. Like even the shredder fight. So I I watched the speed run of this, and I'll get in that in a little bit later. Um, the they just locked him down on one of them and time jumps and attacks right to where he the guy didn't get hit by shredder and was able to hit him on every available frame right i felt like either the bosses in this game were either super easy to defeat or they were incredibly difficult to beat. what was when you had difficulty oh man i had difficulty with like the last three in the technodrome so shredder krang and, and that like robot um, thing uh shogun yeah that is that what it is the red robot yeah He's Shogun. No, the, the, no the Shogun's rock, from the... The Rock Soldier. The Rock Soldier. Yeah, there's oh, two... Gran, Gran, there's, I'm cat, sorry. There's uh, two uh, of Granit, them. Gr- uh, Granitor. Yeah, sorry. they're both tough, because he's he shows up in an earlier one, too. He's a different there's also color. General, General Trag or Trag. Yeah, or General Trag right? is in the, the one before that. He's the, the silver one, if I'm not mistaken. And then you fight uh, Stockman twice. One is his regular form in the spaceship thingy, and then one as the fly. Yeah, those were easy. Especially when he's in a spaceship. I'll be There's honest, like, I had trouble with that one because of really? the way that he moved. And, and with old NES games, like where they have the shadow on there and where the mm-hmm. guy is, isn't always lining up. That's true. It was very hard to really line up those shots sometimes because they were so off. Like Battletoads had, a, had that issue a lot for me. Yeah, but then with the Shogun, if if you don't beat him quick enough, if I remember right, his head comes yes. off, right? And then you got you got two of them you're trying or to you take down. Or you can attack him right away and his head will come off and still just kind of float around. Oh, okay. Like a lot of uh, the speed run that I watched, they just like uh, hit him a bunch real quick to get his head to come off. So then his uh, moves, his, his body moved a lot more uh, in a predictable fashion. Oh, gotcha. okay. From what I can find, there is no action figure for Tora or Shogun. Now really? there is a Shogun Shredder. As well as Shogun, Leo, Raph, Donnie, and and so on. Maybe so that's what I'm thinking. Oh, probably from the movie, the third because of the third movie, or just because they did all sorts of like basketball, Donatello, and Rockstar versions. <laughs> oh, yeah. of that's probably here. more that's what true. it was. <laughs> we, need, we need more action figures out here. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I know. I had like a weird uh, Mikey that was like light green. He had like neon pants and he shorts. was surfer, surfer Mikey, surfer Mikey. I I had that, had that one, one was too, like actually. the ugliest looking one. It was like neon you guys pants have, and uh, greens. The clown Michelangelo with his legs were stilts. Oh god, no! Oh, that no. sounds awful. <laughs> Or it's, Detective Donatello. Yeah, as well. I did have Detective Donatello. I had that one. My favorite part of the figures, and we'll just we'll just sidetrack here for a little bit, was the weird accessories they came with. Like some of them came with like a sli- a slice of pizza, uh huh, <laughs> or or like well, there was the, the whole weapon. pizza too. Because right, right, I think the, the car one. would shoot the pizza. Yes, the van. Right? The van yeah. would shoot pizza. My parents. Oh, there was also there would no, be no, pizzas the, all over my the, house all the time. <laughs> the uh, the turtle van did not shoot pizzas. You're thinking of the pizza thrower. The pizza thrower. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, the van the the van had did it have a hook thing like uh, like the van had things? a had a little ramp you could hit to, to make the, make them fly out. There's a, a trick door that would shoot out with a. Was there a water gun in one of these where you like you shot water out of it? Is that what a water gun does? There were there were like a bunch of like <laughs> inner tubes. <laughs> like I uh, felt like I remember one that, that like it was like a cannon that shot water out of. Maybe it was. Wait, a, I, would, are, maybe I wouldn't put gun. it past playmates back in those days. Wait, but. wait, the action figures were wet, just like the movie was. Uh. Yeah, just like the movie was real moist. <laughs> no, there was some though. Was there water changing ones? <laughs> was there, there was there water was. changing figures? They did everything. Yeah, there was. I believe there were like uh, manta ray uh, was a oh yeah uh, depending on the the temperature of the water would change colors. You know which ones I didn't like? 
because I didn't understand them. Mutagen Man was the was the turtles where like they were like the Power Rangers where their heads flipped around in their shell. Like you'd open up the shell and you oh, so you could transform them into turtles. So you transform them into regular turtles. I don't want to yeah. transform them into regular turtles. They're mutant turtles. Give it's a disguise. Turtles. The no. mutant turtle is not mutant anymore because <laughs> they don't have the. Well, how are you supposed to role play so the weird. transformation? If you don't have that figure. But they didn't do that very well in the movie, so I mean... What about the ones where their shells were, were speakers and you had to pull the ripcord and they would say things? Oh, I don't think I had any of those. We had those. There was uh, the turtles where their shell would be on a hinge and open up and their wep- the extra weapons and stuff would be inside. Oh, I yeah. I remember those. So I- one thing about the game... <laughs> <laughs> so I said we would sidetrack for a moment and we did. Why do the, the Foot Clan people explode? Because they're robots. They're robots. Are they really? Yeah. 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 You didn't know that? Even, come, in, even in the cartoon, in, they were robots. Yeah, in, the, in, the movie, in the movie, they're, they're not. In the movie, they're kids. All the animatronics money went into having yeah. the mask. Their $13 million <laughs> budget would not pay for exploding people. You know what? They should have worked on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They should have worked. They should have had Jim Henson workshop. Probably so they could show the girls. It's honestly probably because you're so they right. Could show though, the Ninja on the Turtles. show, they are robots. Yeah. I, I forget. So they can show them like dismembering and killing them without being like, "Oh, they're killing people." Oh no, it's it's cool. They're robots. It's the same reason yeah. why why they introduced the bats in GI Joe is so they could actually destroy the enemy by yeah. blowing up robots. And that's an obvious cop out for like any '80s cartoon or or series. Sure, I'm just making a robot and it blows up. It's yeah. an android or whatever, but. And and there wasn't a lot of variety to the the foot member foot clan in the. Oh, I thought there was a lot of variety. variety. Different, different yeah, colors and there were all different, different, different colors. colors. Yeah, some of them got boomerangs. Some of them got swords. Oh, some of them God. got the gun. Like, I got a heated conversation. Some of them got the, the. It's because hammer. you just said something totally false. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the that <laughs> may have been know. one of the worst things I've ever they heard look, you they say. They look the same other colors. I mean, I don't get it. It's you're just playing four of the same turtle. No, just you know the ones got like a knife that he stabs you with. It should have been like sixteen different things. Foot soldiers are the same. Are you foot soldier racist? I'm actually no. I'm foot soldier blind. Oh, uh, but anyways, uh, no. It should have been more like to me. Um, uh, Double Dragon, where like you had bigger guys, you had smaller guys. Like I would have liked. Well, you a did. Bit you, more had Mausers, you had Mausers. You had the yeah. the Mausers are no. Then you got weird, all those like, robots. You got to go oh, after too. And the robots with the and some of them whips. come out of the wall. Fine, I, I was wrong. I thought there I was. A, I was actually impressed of the variety of of. People you have to fight yeah, in this game. I mean, game. most beat em ups, you're fighting Ken 65 times <laughs> and <laughs> Sid 65 times. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I take it back. I was wrong. Do you feel wrong. better? Look, you feel we better? I make mistakes. I feel a little better. But right. I wasn't wrong about everything being wet in the movie. <laughs> Listen to the episode of Last Section Podcast to find out what we're talking about. Gross. Um, but no, the, I guess the other cool thing was like the stage hazards. I really enjoyed those. Really, ex- also in the Technodrome. Yeah. You just have out of nowhere, uh, uh, like I think of it like those police guards or yeah. those, yeah. <laughs> like you have in buildings where they don't want people to run into them. Yeah. Just shot, shows up out of nowhere and just sprays uh, like aerosol. It's like a freeze ray or something. Yeah. Spray or something. It just looks like a big <laughs> Honestly, it just looks like a breath like uh, uh, a banaka. Yes, it looks like banaka. <laughs> or just the guns that would travel up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a Windex. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's, it cures everything. Yep. Um, what are some other favorite parts about the game? You guys have. I remember other loving moments? when I was a kid uh, being able to fall down the manhole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. And you see and their eyes. Like, uh, who turned out the lights? I always liked during the cutscenes. My brother and I would always, because we were dork little kids, we would always be like, "Oh, who's who's April gonna kiss?" Because you know, there's that one <laughs> cutscene yeah. where he, weird. you know, where you save April, and it's like, yeah, is he gonna kisses. kiss your character or my character? And then depending on some of the other cutscenes, like who who walks ahead, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it all depends on, yeah. on chops. Your you said you didn't really do it co-op wise, so no, those, I didn't, are, those so are I things didn't that I looked forward to. You know, we'd always like joke around. Like, you can oh, use the four tap on this one, right? You could what? Use the four uh, tap on this one. I, no, no, I don't think so. This is just two player. Just, just two. two yeah, on yeah, NES, it was two player. Was it? It was oh, four player on the arcade. In time you could do four. Well, the yeah. arcade was four player. No, no, no. I know, but some of the NES games you could use the four tap and play four play four players. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember if we it was this one or if it was Turtles in Time that you could do this first. 
I believe it was Turtles uh, in Time. Yeah, I don't think it was this one. Xander mentioned it as well, but I really, I liked the shameless advertising for Pizza Hut throughout the game. Yes, yes. I don't think I've ever seen in a video game. I didn't realize it until now. Uh, such a deliberate advertising scheme. Like, sure, sometimes games will advertise like their their developer or whatever, but nothing like Pizza Hut. And it's like all over the They're game. I mean, it's, it's pretty genius. I mean, oh yeah. But I can't. A- I literally can't watch the beginning of the second Ninja Turtles movie without having pizza. <laughs> so here's a funny thing, though. What is advertised as pizza in the movie? Domino's. Domino's. In the game, it's Pizza Hut. And what's also I interesting, and we, I should have brought this up on Last Action Podcast, Pizza Hut did a lot of uh, promoting of the movie, well, even they though won, they weren't in the... <laughs> we didn't bring this up. I, I, we didn't, we didn't, didn't come up with a conversation, but they used Domino in the, Domino's in the movie while they were still independently producing it when they actually signed on to have a distributor when New mm-hmm. Line finally signed on with them, they were halfway through filming. That's when they started procuring advertisers. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut ended up paying for ended up uh winning the bid, basically. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's, and that's why how... they did that's why Pizza Hut ended up in, in as the the, you know the, the official pizza of Teenage Mutant Journal. <laughs> which, which Xander, did you use your your free personal pizza coupon on your on again? Your, this I got. I'll the, tell you didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I got later. this in like two thousand. I was I believe it was two thousand five when my cousin well, passed. Unfortunately, away. according to what I saw, it expired on December thirty first, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Uh, did you use yours? Can't quite use it. I I probably did. I we used to go to Pizza Hut all the time as a family. I'm you know, curious the what all that. Pizza Hut would do if I walked in with my if, <laughs> my box and the whole thing just opened up. I've got this coupon. <laughs> They'd probably I, be like, no. I wonder if they'd be impressed and be like, yeah, we'll honor that. That's no, awesome. Thinking no, Pizza they Hut, I'll bet you the people that work there wouldn't even know. They'd be like, oh, no. right, true, whatever. They'd be like, well, someone walked in the door. Finally, we haven't had a customer in 40 years. Because <laughs> oh. uh, they're not doing well. Anyways, um, what else? Any other fun moments that you had on the game? No, I kind of had all those things. No, I mean, I love beat-em-ups. And this is a classic beat-em-up. There are um, some cool regional differences with the game. Um, the Pizza Hut stuff obviously was taken out and, uh, just the, some of the later signs, uh, or the signs in the later levels were just completely taken away. And the signs that were still in the game had, uh, featured turtle racing in Japan. So oh, instead really? of Pizza Hut, it was like a little eight bit turtle and it just said turtle racing on That's the top. Funny. Oh, that does remind me. I love the, the, the level where you're on the skateboard. Yes. That might be my favorite mm-hmm. level. Um, it's just a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. And a couple other interesting, like, w- there's no reason why they would have changed this, but, um, Bebop Sprite. Uh, art in the game in Japan has a bandana around his leg but not in America well that signifies a gang I suppose in, but in, when in he America. dies he's got it when he's laying dead on the ground he's, oh, that's weird. he's got that's the just lazy programming uh, and then everything else is, is very small subtle changes like the, the lady skateboarder in the second level that you can attack uh, her leg is like bent inwards for some reason in, in the Japanese version um, you also uh, you get points for hitting her in uh, in the American and the European release, but not in the Japanese release. That's weird. You'd think it'd be the other way around. I like the point structure in this game, too. It's pretty much you kill a guy, you get a point. Like, there's nothing else to it. No, and I then mean, after and 200, you, you get, a, yeah, you get, get an extra life. Yeah, you get a life. Right. And, uh, but it's like, usually, like, with a beat-em-up, like, usually, like, style or other things can get you different not really. number of points. You mean, like, points. combos? Yeah, you know? Well, in later uh, beat-em-ups. Yeah, later, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. And this is... It's simple. Is this um, what other beat em beat em ups would be before this? Would um, Double Dragon be before this? Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Double okay. Dragon is before this. Um, uh, not Double Dragon. That's well, that's true. This is one. kind of the end of the NES life cycle, isn't um, it? By 1990. No, it no. went on for, yeah. went on for another four or five years, right? Yeah, the NES. But fi- Super Super Nintendo was 91. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, like the latest N- Nintendo game that was released, I think was 94. It was late. Oh, no, wow. I think it was later than that. Maybe it could be wrong. It wasn't I thought kids, it was like was 96. <laughs> I thought it was, wasn't it um, Mega Man 6 in 94? Yeah, Mega Man 6 was one of the last, uh, Mega Man 6 was one of the last dozen games. Really? Oh, I thought it was later than that. The um, the scoring system was also different in, in the Japanese version. You would actually get more points based on the, the strength of the enemy you took. Yeah, out. you oh, see, like as that. opposed to the, like that. the American and European where you got a point for every enemy you killed. Well, I mean, and, and you had your different attacks, you had your like regular hit. Yeah, and then you had your you could hit jump both attack. buttons and do your like your your swinging attack. That's how I always played. I did the double. I, I hit both yeah. buttons. And who did you play in the game when you played it? Well, I was Raphael. Oh, okay. Uh, LBJ, Leo. Isn't that no, what we no, were going? I, I didn't know if that was oh. what you guys played as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I was what always Leo. I played always as Donatello. I did also. Reach. Yeah. Um, and then the other interesting thing about the gameplay with the Japanese version is you could uh, 
um, do your jump kick before you started to descend. In the American version, you had to be descending from your jump mm. to do the kick. Right. Oh, okay. So that's why yeah. you'll see a lot of speedrunners playing the Japanese version because they can do uh, the, the jump kicks in, in the faster succession. I feel like that dramatically changes the game. There's yeah, two separate speed. You can also be two separate speedruns. Yeah, the so jump kick can be performed are... at any point during your jump. Um, in the Western versions, it can only be performed while descending. And in the Japanese version, you can like uh, do an opposite direction of the way you were jumping. So yeah, that that changes the game up quite there, a bit. There there are two different categories for the release of the game, the version of the game, and then underneath that they have their regular speedrunning categories like any percent and two player. Yeah. Did you pull, uh, pull up the uh, the times for the speedruns? Yeah. So the first place well, speedrun. Okay. Well, LBJ's looking at my well, phone. What, no, what are the categories? So, so you have uh, the only ones I'm going to talk about are the North American version of the game. Okay. Any percent and two player. Okay. So what do you guys think is the any percent, which is basically single player, um, time for the speedrun? Well, you can't you have to take out every single person before you can move on in the screen. So I feel like, you know, there's gonna be a limit there. But if you do the double button, that kills them in one hit. Whereas if you do it the other way, you gotta hit them twice. I don't know, maybe thirty minutes? Okay. Twenty eight minutes? I'll say twenty eight minutes. I'll say f- 42 minutes. I looked up a couple speedruns, so I'm going to just not guess. Sphinx, I'm impressed with you. It was 31 minutes. I did play this game a lot. And 19 seconds. And they used Raph because he's the fastest. Mm -hmm. And they used the spin jump, the double jump, or uh, jump and attack button Mm -hmm. the whole time because it killed everybody in one hit. Mm -hmm. And then they used common tricks as like stun locking bosses and um, really knowing how to use the dive to really hit the guys. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of very, very structured attacks and timing involved in it. Well, the um, game is very predictable as far as where the enemies are coming out all the time. Yeah, they they yeah. have the same spawn points when you play the game, and so you're able to you know prepare yourself to hit a guy just as he enters in frame. Um, what do you think the two player speed run is? Time is. I I don't think it's going to be much different. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think it's you know maybe I'll maybe that one will be the 27, 26 minutes. Yeah, I'd say twenty five minutes. Thirty seven minutes. It's a little bit longer. It takes longer. Yeah. Okay. And there's probably more guys. I, I are there know. more guys? Yeah, I don't know if do, there yeah, are. Yeah, you know, when you do two player, there is more guys. Are you sure about yes. that? I'm not sure about that. But the first, the, the first player, uh, or the any percent first place speedrun record is owned by this guy named Frank. This his name's just Frank. Uh, just Frank. Frank. Oh, and then Frank's, the two Frank's player one is by West Point Steve and Durag underscore Bone. Um, I don't know. <laughs> West Point Steve and Frank are in a lot of the categories, and mm-hmm. and they they have a lot of uh, records in there. Um, but the if the runs are it, you know it's not a very long run. It's kind of cool to watch. I would recommend people going out and checking out those. No. Um, any other thoughts on this game? I love it. I, I was gonna say actually, it's I, one of the best I, games I in the NES. I like I said, it, it's it's the game I played the most besides. Mario and, and Tetris in oh, my life, so at right. least from my NHS lo- or NES life, N- N- NHS? NHS National yeah. Honor Society. That's you know, you're a teacher. Back in my teacher mode here. So let's get in the music then on this, which I love the music. Yeah, you guys. Uh, I asked you guys to all kind of list off some songs, and you and Chops actually both mentioned the same one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yep. And then, uh, so what do you want to well, yeah, tell what, us what song that is? Yeah. So I only knew it as Scene Two, but apparently it has a real name. Do you yep. know what the real name is? It is Streets of New York. Streets of New York. I'd write down on the streets. I didn't know that. I actually I like both. So scene two has two different tracks. It has the yeah. first part and the second part. I really like both, but the first one's the most memorable to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you want to get play that one? Yeah. So I actually wanted to touch on the the composers. Oh yes, first. please. Um, there were a couple different that worked on the arcade, and then the NES version is a lot of uh, kind of just um, it eight bit versions of the arcade. So. Uh, we have Matsuhiko Izumi, Miki Higashino, uh, Kozo Nakamura, who I love, and uh, Yasuhiko Mano. What is Kozo? Uh- Kozo Nakamura has done a ton of stuff, but the one uh, the one thing, and I've played it on the, the show before, is a song called Dragon Blade from Guitar Freaks. He just I, and I looked up some of the other stuff he's done. I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but I just every time I I'm, I'm like playing a game, I'm like, oh, who did the soundtrack? Somehow Kozo Nakamura's name just keeps popping up. So I'm. It reminds me of Ninja Gaiden music, and I don't know. If, I don't think that's I don't believe Kozo Nakamura did to do that. With that but no, it, it was techno. So. Yeah, there was just parts of it that re- that reminded me of some Ninja Gaiden stuff. 
Um, but yeah, so do we want to give it a listen? Yeah, so here is Streets of New York. I love that the beginning of it sounds very like 1950s rock and roll kind of boogie woogie. Like the whole thing, I feel like it's like Jerry Lee Lewis on the piano, like yeah. a, like a you know like electronic piano. Well, like that's kind of the, the riffs I get this, out of it. I remember the reason this like this song being a lot of uh, almost like remixes of the theme. The yeah, yeah. Like a oh, every single level. Yeah, yeah, they throw in the theme. It's in just there. really a it's remix cool. of the theme. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and the original, obviously, the original Ninja Turtles game for the NES didn't have really any ties to like the music or anything. In fact, uh, we've uh, mentioned on. Well, actually, it's not come out yet. Never mind. But I will say the the theme song, the intro, which we've talked about in our uh, uh, opening music bracket uh-huh. uh, and stuff like that, um, more or less rips off. Queen's uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to, to finally have a game that references the iconic cartoon show. Yeah. So, yeah. I, lo- I love show. it. Turtle, Turtle Power. Power. Yeah. It, it keeps it interesting for that theme song, which is like, I, I consider one of the most overplayed <laughs> intros or theme songs to, in relation to something, but it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Um, so up next was uh, my one of my favorites, um, and uh, Sphinx mentioned it earlier, is the skateboard level, which is, this song is called Skate On. its way into my head yeah. uh it reminds me it feels like it could fit in a Mega Man game it does mm-hmm. you aren't you aren't wrong i'm not wrong well i mean konami and and capcom are very similar in the fact that you'd be hard-pressed to find one of their games that doesn't have great music yeah that's true and and you made a reaction earlier to the previous song that did, did it remind you of like a ninja gaiden track? it did absolutely parts of it did yeah 100 and, and um you know obviously tecmo games tecmo is ninja game yeah they're another company that has really great music generally yeah there's a couple other games that are not but usually their games have very good music as well and, and it's nice when you have a game that's based on a popularized series mm-hmm. a company with good music because i think a lot of times at least in current games you either get one or the other when you have those IPs tied to a video game. You don't really get a full feeling like everything is all fluid in, in, in one idea. In this game, you do get that. But what about the moon from DuckTales? Yeah, I was going to say DuckTales. <laughs> oh, that, the, well, <laughs> that's probably that the other big one. Awful. Agreed. And Craig's yes. not around to are, say you anything. Guys are ridiculous. <laughs> the moon is fantastic. Sandra, yeah. when did we become best friends? I because don't know. I think we just did. Like, I think we just need to kick both of these off and we just Good start our Lord. own. As long as we don't talk about make kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> or or diabetes. Right? <laughs> oh, God. Or wet things. Moist. <laughs> Anyways, is there another song? I never thought had? there'd be a podcast where, where LPJ and I were the reasonable ones. Yeah, that is 
Ooh, I would I would mm. call shenanigans on that so far. <laughs> yeah, I he agree. is not he has yeah. not gotten as bad as he normally has. But I even at his state right now, I'm still much more put together than him. It's we'll late. He's just tired. It's late. Um, so I um I pulled up Kozo Nakamura okay. during one of the songs, and uh, I was I was wrong. He hasn't actually done a lot. But every really? time I, I look up and I forget that he worked on the Ninja Turtle games. But yeah, that's pretty much. Ex- ex- exclusively what he did oh okay uh, he did the ninja turtles ninja turtles 2 ninja turtles 3 hyperstone or uh manhattan project uh turtles in time um uh, yeah tournament fighters just the turtles games though. yeah and then he's had a couple songs that have appeared in, in guitar freaks and dance dance revolution oh, okay who's the other one of the, the other composer you're talking about um is it uh, um i have to pull Nima it back up or i can't think of it now uh so Matsuhiko Izumi. Izumi. Yeah. That, it's, it, there's no other link to what else they've worked on. Okay. Um, Miki Higishino is the only other one that yeah, has a link. Right. But anyway, uh, the next, the other two songs that we chose were uh, the Technodrome, which I thought was uh, really cool. So that's this one here. Coming up right here, I really like. I just imagine like two dueling guitar soloists, like going back and forth with that. And then there's this upcoming part, it again reaches back to a Mega Man kind of sound, right? I'm pretty sure this same riff was used in a Wily stage at one point. Not this, of course. It's just a reminder of this part here. I'm fairly certain is a uh, Dr. Wily stage. Hearing this gives me anxiety because this was always the, you know, it's the final level. You're getting down to a little bit of, you know, you only got a little bit of life left. The guys are coming at you like crazy. I mean, if you're bad at the game, you'll get a little Which, which I was not ever great at the game, so, you know. <laughs> well, if that one filled you with anxiety, I, oh, I can't oh, imagine what this no. one's going to do. Here's the quintessential boss music. so focused on trying to take Shredder down. I don't know if I ever really heard that music playing. <laughs> it's anxiety driving. Oh my <laughs> it, god. It is literally like if they combine like, if this, this would be a metal song, like a hardcore metal what 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 it's the uh uh whether bashing the speed metal the speed metal bashing the cymbals and the snare drum at the same time that's what I think of when I hear this which we didn't talk about this but man I found Shredder to be so hard to beat because he to you know beat. he he divides up mm-hmm. yep. and then, then you they, have to hope you're hitting the right one because right? one's a decoy exactly and then you and then they can both shoot that ray that completely kills you his force it, lasers it, yeah it, it takes you completely out so if you don't have any other lives. It, game over. You're done. Ugh. And then you actually, in the fight, you knock his helmet off. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that's that how you I know. never made it that far. Yeah, that's um, how you know you're fighting the right one. And I think when you knock his helmet off, the other one will start. That, that. See, that's when he does lightning. Yeah, and that's also well, when lightning's he... lightning's all throughout. 
Yeah, I'm just saying when you knock the helmet off is when he can't have his uh, his double anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, when I watched the speed run, they he kept hitting him even when he had his helmet off. Yeah, the and decoy the, and the other one has was the helmet off. With his, was still oh. there shooting the lightning. No, the real one has it. You knock his helmet off. You do it with the decoys too, though. The, oh. With the decoys, the helmet comes off, and then when the first time you see both helmets off, then you know you're at the end. Fair enough. I, I, I don't know. I'm... I, I, I'm telling you. I mean, I, watched, I, I got I this one down. Earlier. I know it. Okay. That was good, I guess. But yeah, so the this that song, just like the gets yeah. so unnecessary, other than to give you anxiety. Yeah. This, I mean, this game's entire soundtrack is is phenomenal. So if you do have a chance to go out and listen to it, I strongly recommend you do so. Yes, do it. Uh, do you guys have anything else on uh, Ninja Turtles Two, the arcade game? I would say it's probably the best one. I mean, Hyper Snow Heist is really good. Turtles in Time is really good. Turtles in Time is really good, but I, I think this one might be my favorite. Yeah. This one kind of set the bar. All the rest, I think, try to live up to this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're they're more like nice looking and, and you get more players later on, but as far as a beat 'em up on the NES goes, this is right up there with the founding fathers of, of beat 'em up games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So what I mean, we're that? beating up George Washington. I'm sorry. So it was what? the founding fathers of beat him up. You're making a terrible joke. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Fine. <laughs> let's just you let's dummy. just get into our uh, our it's retro light. relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. So as we normally do when uh, we have guests on the show, we let you guys pick. Yes, and what terrible game did we play today? Terrible, terrible. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I equate retro relapse to terrible. So I only bring gems when oh, I come on okay. the show. All right, all right. Power I Blade. <laughs> Power Blade was really good. I and made we, us play Snoopy Olympics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, was horrible. <laughs> super dodgeball. Super dodge. Is it super dodgeball or just dodgeball? No, it's super, super dodgeball. dodgeball. This is another game that we would play at Jody's house all the time. I don't remember playing this game as a kid. You don't, no, because we only played it at Jody's house. Yeah, I, I, this is honestly might have been the first time I've played this game. Yeah, so uh, Super Dodgeball was released in uh, June of 1989 in North America, and it is uh, developed by Technos Japan. So it's, uh, I mean, it's basically dodgeball. There's not really... Yeah, it is. Too it much is else basically, to it. Basically it is dodgeball. I guess I didn't know in dodgeball that you had people on the outside that you could pass to. I was yeah. going to say, that's the thing I never understood about the game is why are there people... Why is your opponent on your side around you? Because you can pass the ball to them and then they can take you out. I know that, but, oh, that's, not, game, but and that's, that's not real dodgeball. That's not American do- uh, dodgeball. I think think this is... Is this based off of like the, the manga that is out there with dodgeball? Because I know there was a dodgeball manga... Japan, I think, right? Uh, you, look, I'm I I'm not Craig. Oh yeah, I don't have all your manga answers. <laughs> Darn, where's Craig when you need him? Uh, let's see, it was uh, loosely based on the 1987 arcade game of the same name, mm. uh, but I don't uh, as part of the Kunio Kun series. Uh, so it's not, you know, like uh, River City Ransom. They have that very right. s- similar look, but I don't believe it's based off of a, a oh, manga. Okay. But I could be wrong, and Craig's probably yelling at us. Oh well. I mean, that's nothing new, someone yelling right. at me. Well, that's not it's, here. It's new to me. He doesn't yell at me very often. Oh, okay. But anyways, so yeah, I, I guess for American Dodgeball rules, I don't remember doing that. No. But the rest of the rules are, are right. You know, if you catch the ball... They're out. Right? Well, they're not really well, these, out. These guys have this is, this but, is like they, a combination of yeah. do- almost like dodgeball and volleyball. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I never was able to do it when I played it, but I was watching a little bit of it on YouTube, and so, yeah, they do like these spikes. Serve it up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to you, do that. You just, I never knew how to do that. You d- double tap the direction you're going, and you start running, and then you hit the button, and it launches it really fast. Oh. But each guy can only, there's like a timer reset between each guy, and uh, you can't have the same guy do it consecutively, so you have to pass the ball to the next person, and then they can do it, and then there's a like a... a like a refresh time before they can do it again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need I need to dive deeper in, into yeah. that because I I felt like it wasn't very um, intuitive. And well, no, it it, it was intuitive because I was able to figure out the controls. I just didn't think it was very exciting because I just had my one dude standing at the line and just I would hold B to catch the ball, and it just didn't seem too intense. 
I thought the passing was kind of clunky too. A Sometimes bit. I would be yeah, passing, passing it to the wrong clunky. person that I didn't want to give it to. And I also didn't know who I was in control of a lot of the time. Yeah, you have to hit the A button to switch between whichever guy. And then if you look at the top of the screen, it shows a list of your players. Whatever the arrow is next to is the guy you're controlling. Oh, okay. Yeah. This uh, also uh, kind of suffered from... Uh, so much activity on the screen yeah. that the characters would like flash in and out, which was really distracting. Yeah, the sprite Even, levels were a little off. I mean, I played on the on the Switch's uh, Nintendo console, whatever they're calling it, I don't remember. But anyway, I played it on the Switch, and I th- was surprised at how much in, uh, input lag and you know just how much of the the screen would flash because it, it literally couldn't keep up. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. I mean, it is. The one thing I will say about the uh, Nintendo Online emulator they have is it's very true to the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, and the cartridge was, which was the same way. Um, so when, when this was released, I was super excited to see that this was released as part of one of the updates they had. Um, and I, the first day it came out, I played it and beat the whole game straight through. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I, I just remember playing it a lot, so I was really good at it. Yeah, it's something that when I I will probably put more time into now that I kind of understand the controls a little yeah. bit better. It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but, once you uh, kind of get into it, yeah, yeah I think I does, need to get the hang of it. There's a there's a learning curve. There that's absolutely for sure. is a learning curve. Yeah, because I got a little bored of it, but maybe now knowing that there's all these different moves you can do, I'm yeah. sure that would spice it up. And I'm sure that yeah. the, the placement of like your your lineup, like you choose at the beginning, like who's where, I think it probably plays a difference too. Yeah. Yep, yeah, because you can choose. I don't remember exactly how it is. Like some players are more powerful than others, but they're slower. Um, that part I don't really remember. I usually I just think, do the lineup as I is. think a lot of these games that we play, we lose a bit of it because we don't have the manual. And I yeah. think I think a lot of this stuff could probably be mm-hmm. explained in the manual. You know, like Sam is a power thrower, or whatever the other names are. Right. Like, you know, their speed, um, because they did those games relied on you reading the manual before you played the game. So maybe that was part of it. And I don't know if you have access to the manual on the Nintendo Online. I don't thing. remember. I don't think you do. I because I thought I remembered looking for it. Yeah, you'd probably but, have to look it up on online to do it. Yeah, that's okay. that's the other curse of our retro relapse is that we just don't we don't have a lot of time to. It's a, it's really an at a glance kind of of look at the game. So yeah, it's not real in depth. So with that being said, the guests can go first on rating this game on the eight bit scale. Um, I can go first. I, I I would probably give it a five out of eight. I mean, I I think again, if I had a little bit more time on it, I it seems like it would be a really fun game. Um, I think is there co-op on it too, and yes. there's you can go up against each other. Yes. So I like that there's a lot of different ways you can play the game too. Um, again, I just wish I had more time, but it definitely would be a game up my alley. Yeah, I enjoy the game a lot. Um, like I said, I played through it and beat it. Um, I'm gonna give it. I will say this: it does suffer from technology issues with it lagging and all that. So I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. That's harsh. It's, it's, uh, I played it a little bit and I was getting confused on who my characters were. I didn't really know the buttons very well. And it just, it didn't seem like my type of game for me to, that I would really spend a lot of time into. If I'm going to play an old NES game, like, I'd, I would have to have something that would draw me more into it, like Turtles is a beat em up or, or Tetris I really like. But this game itself, I don't know. Dodgeball is dodgeball, and this ta- seems like it's taking dodgeball very seriously, and that kind of was like a turnoff for me. <laughs> serious dodgeball. Yes. Yeah, a turnoff for Chops. There you go. A dodgeball story. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I'll say a, a five, maybe five and a half. I thought it was it was good. It was it, The mechanics were, were in place well. Um, it just took me a little while to kind of figure out what I was doing. But I am intrigued now that I've finished a round and uh, – kind of got the hang of it I, i'm i'm gonna play it more so nice it definitely uh it's it's above average i would say and uh normally we have a video with our retro relapses but when we have guests on uh you usually we don't have the ability to do that sorry but, about that but let us know in the discord at gamesillamedia.com's discord uh what you think of super dodgeball for the nes and if my opinion's complete garbage or if you're on the side of the others here it is garbage. I'm just going to say that, Chops. Well, my, I have my moments of hot garbage opinions. <laughs> That's very well known in this show. But uh, last but not least, we have our music bracket. Our that we do. Intro music bracket. Yes, and this week is very interesting. 
What is it? Uh, so this week, it, the matchup is between uh, two games that are extremely similar. And I think this is going to be one of the harder votes. Uh, I think I have a clear clear choice of what I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing. I think LPJ may as well. But uh, we have Mega Man 2 going up against Mega Man 3. Oh. Yes. So are so we going to get a listen to any of yeah. these? Yeah. So okay. we'll, uh, this is Mega Man 2's title screen here. go short and sweet but so iconic i love that's very good and then uh so yeah then it goes up against it doesn't have the energy so much but man what an epic track this one is uh so this is mega man 3's title screen One of these songs is my ringtone, and it ain't Mega Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the third one, though, is so sad. It is. It's got a lot more emotion. Yeah. I'm like, That's the whole, I'm a little sad. What I mean, you, the the second half of it is fantastic, what but a, it's that first half. We, I don't know if I can get through that. We can't give our opinions, Xander and I, but you guys can give yours. It's Mega Man 3. It's Mega Man 2. Ooh. Ooh. I like this heat in this room. Fight. Fight about it. No, I don't. Don't fight about it. Just, uh, just like should every- I just choke them right now? No. no. Okay. I mean, I, I like them both, but I, I mean, you can't say it. I'm gonna. No, don't do it. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna agree with with Sphinx for the first time oh, and all of this. Wow. But- <laughs> we just became best friends, Xander. <laughs> it's and and don't give it, it. It's like so close, but it is very. Close. I just I I feel more emotion. I feel the composition is is more so in in more three. rich. Well, I'm gonna seal the deal. I'm going to shake hands with Sphinx right here. Oh, man. And we're going to make this a split vote. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That LPJ. just it's like, it's like it just turned on well, you. It's, like it's, like it's you found 50, out 50. I was the villain all wow. along, and, but I'm your brother. It's great. You just... Did you did you want to? You good, are the Shawn Michaels to my Marty Jannetty right now. Ooh, I was gonna say, did you want a, a a better looking and uh, just younger brother named Matt? Because I can just fill the role. I can take that. Okay, cool. Sweet. Younger? You're older than me. Huh? I'm still younger than him. Uh, so I well, would still be the younger brother. I guess so, yeah. Listen, everyone, everyone's younger than LPJ. Come on now. <laughs> oh, he's old. He's so old. I am the oldest member of GameZilla Media, aren't the I? The oldest You're person old on man. Earth. And not even by a little. No, not, not by, <laughs> really? by decades. All right, but no, so you can vote on this. Yes, you've got multiple options. You can go on our, our Facebook poll. Uh, and vote there. You can also jump in our Discord and put your vote through there. It's usually through Emoji. I'm going to have to get real tricky because they're both Mega Man games yeah. this time. Um, and you can also go on Twitter and vote there. And also, if you are a Patreon member, then you also can uh, get a vote on there as well. So you yeah. have a, a potential four votes if you utilize four them. Four votes. Your voice is heard in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And the other really great thing about the the Patreon vote is it's only a dollar to get access to that. 
Uh, if you if you want to support us more, we of course will be happy to take those dollars. But for just five bucks, you get all sorts of uh, bonus content, uh, bonus Legend of Retro shows, bonus uh, Last Action podcast, mm-hmm. noobs uh, and dragons, and dragons. Yep, all kinds of, of bonus shows, all just for five bucks. Yep. I mean, yeah, we always try to do something different on Last Action podcast. Every episode for Patreon is kind of like a special episode, so we'll do. An episode that focuses strictly on a particular director. We'll do mm-hmm. an episode that focuses specifically on a topic. And we'll do one where, you know, we had we just did one recently where Joe had a very differing opinion on a previous show that he wasn't on, and he took me to, to action court. Oh. And, uh, and that was court. an interesting outcome. Interesting. Okay, well. Can I take these guys to action court about not liking? <laughs> no, no, you can't. Nope. As uh, much I'll as they should it. have. <laughs> I'll allow it. Go to patreon.com slash games of the media, but you can find out everything about all our shows at games of the media dot com. Um, any other things you guys want to plug? Any other last notes you want to leave us with on, on the games we talked about, the music we talked about, your our episodes we've done together? I think these have been really fun. I agree. I, I like uh, how do you guys how do you guys feel about the crossover? You think we should do it again? I like it. I think we could definitely do it. I, I'm thinking a Mortal Kombat crossover would be I was a thinking lot about fun. that too. That was Street the initial Fighter. idea. Street, Street Fighter. Fighter would be good. Yep. yep. I mean, I don't know if it would be good, but... <laughs> oh, it'd be, it'd be a good topic uh, it'd to cover. Be, it'd be a, a topic. I would enjoy covering that whole... Oh, yeah. What about Tomb Raider? <laughs> I don't think I'd have as much fun with Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. You and Joe can do that episode. <laughs> Anything else, though, guys? Is that it? No, it's been a pleasure. All right, well... We do want to thank you guys for uh, coming on the show and... Uh, doing the crossover. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you guys want to check them out, they are Last Action, uh, last action Podcast there you go. on Monday. So we'll catch you next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.